Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steven and I are together in the Cleveland studio a few days ahead of Super Bowls at 57, I think, between the Eagles and the Chiefs, and we will talk about that, I am certain. Um, but we got to start with the State of the Union, so we got to start with the uh, political stuff. Um, on the night of, I traded some texts with you. You mm-hmm. did not watch it the night of. Did you end up watching? Yeah, I went back and watched a decent chunk of it. Um, you know, I mean, look, it was a strong speech. Um, I thought that, um, you know, he, 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 you know, he sounded good. Um, uh, articulate and, and lucent and whatever. Yeah, I agree. Um, We've watched Fox News, by the way. He was completely incoherent and rambling yeah, and whatever, yeah. but we'll, and we'll, we'll get, we'll that, get to yeah. that. But, um, I, you know, all in all, I mean, I think it's a solid speech. I, I you know, he's, they've, they've done a lot. They were also handed, uh, you know, a rough situation. But, I mean, I will stand by the fact that there were a f- number of instances where the administration basically stepped on their own dick hurt themselves. Um, I think, you know, Democrats have hurt themselves sort of with their, and I don't even know if it's infighting with the Democrats as much as it is, you know, everyone has so many different agendas that they're not focused on really how to, there's just not as much focus on how to win. Now the issue is um, that they're trying not to get caught up in this culture war that the you know GOP is is waging you know full strength, and you could argue that progressives and Democrats really kind of open the door for that. Um, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but with and you know they did what they were supposed to do, fighting for people who were fighting for people in groups that that needed a voice, whether it's you know L- the LGBTQ community, um, you know whether it's addressing. Uh, um, you know the criminal justice system and the and the calls for reform, um, just equity overall. Like those are all sure. things that you know you would think that people could get behind, um, but in doing so, you know the Republicans and the GOP and conservatives have decided that they don't like any of that. They don't like the way it sounds. They don't like the people that it helps and that it impacts, and that it's a direct affront and threat to the middle class white person. And conservatives, in that it's it's and they attack on their religion. It's attack on their religion and their beliefs, and and they revel in the fact that this is the fight that they're fighting, right, on the GOP side. They because they don't have good policy ideas. They don't have. It's just like, all right, well, let's just cut the stuff that we don't like, right? Let's like let's just cut spending on stuff that we don't like that helps poor people and black people. Um, let's stop worrying about the gays and the trans people and let's do whatever we can to make, you know, trans people miserable. Um, and you know, if we do that and make sure that corporations are able to make as much money as possible, uh, and we have a way to, you know, basically keep our foot on the neck of the little guy, then we're good. If you just let us do that, we'll leave everybody alone. That's essentially their, their policy stance on, you know, all things U.S. right now. I would say it a bit differently, though, because when it comes to trans people, it's not just that, you know, we don't approve of you, we don't, we don't want to help you. It's, we need a group to vilify. Yeah. So they've taken the trans community and said, this group is after your children. This group is trying to groom your children. This, uh, you know, um, 
you know, group of people are evil and they're trying to hurt you and destroy your way of life. So it's not just, we don't want to help them, we don't want to give them a right to get married or, or play intramural sports with whatever. It's these, they are trying to brand uh, the trans community as evil, pe evil people, pedophiles who are attacking your kids. And that's a complete bullshit scumbag thing to do, but that's their approach. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, like they wanna they wanna hurt the trans yeah, community. Sure. Um, you know, they they've backed off the gay community because there's plenty of gay people in the conservative Republican movement. Uh, or, or and it's no movement. longer a fashionable group to attack. Right, like so they've they've pushed uh, most of their ire towards uh, the the trans community. Um, you know, and you look at sure. so, uh, but there there is still a little bit of animosity towards the LGBTQ, Absolutely. based off of you know the you know DeSantis down in Florida banning books that talk about you know pretty much anything that revolves around black people and anything that deals with gender or sexuality and things like that. So I mean, I I, I agree with what you're saying, and uh, how you said it, uh, but. You know, to, to back to Biden and the State of the Union, um, you know, like I said, it, it, it was solid. Like, here's the other thing, too. The, the, state, of the, the state of the Union doesn't really, it, it doesn't move the needle. It moves the needle in the political world for the talking heads, for guys like us, you know, who talk about sure. it. But the average person, they watch, prob I would probably guess that they probably watch, you know, 45 minutes of the whole, how long was it, like 90 minutes or whatever? It was whatever. about 90 minutes, yeah. Um, they probably watch about half of it, maybe a little bit more. Some people I would may... Think mo I would think the majority watch it a hell of a lot less. Yeah, I, I, but we'll just throw it out there on average, because you got a lot of people who, you know, again, podcasters and sure. you're talking heads and the people, like, so I'm sure about half the people who watch it probably watch about half or so on average. And... Ultimately, what does it do, right? Like, I mean, it, it's it's at a point in time where we're it, we're not going to the polls anytime soon to right. vote. Um, you know, sometimes you may have a state of the union that impacts uh, the the market some, depending on what's said. I don't think sure. that there was anything in here that was groundbreaking gra groundbreaking <laughs> that shifted the market at all. Uh, and so, you know, it's it's good to hear, um, but ultimately, it just is one of those things that creates things to talk about, but it doesn't really move anything forward. Yeah, so, mo sorry. No, go ahead. More to your point, when Trump was in office and I would talk to my liberal friends and there was a State of the Union, I'd say, oh, did you watch State of the Union? I said, oh, I can't watch that asshole. I can't watch him talk. Okay, I get it, but right. burying your head in the sand is rarely the answer. With Biden, I guarantee you the overwhelming number of Republicans thought, I'm not watching that dumb old, I'll just watch Hannity tell me what to believe. I'll watch Tucker tell me what to believe. Well, and I think if pe most people who did watch it, chances are they probably watched it on one of the news outlets that sure. you know aligns with their political affiliation, right? Like, right. So they they you know they got the commentary as it was happening. You know, I know that they were you know just kind of scrolling through Twitter as it was going on. There were a decent amount of people who were watching it on C-SPAN. Um, you know, so so you know there there is there is that, but uh, you know. Really, the talk is more about what what kind of happened outside of what Biden was saying, right? Like, sure. So there's McCarthy's reaction and and Marjorie Taylor Greene's outburst, um, you know, outbursts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I think we go there first, right? Like, so one, you know, just completely unprofessional, lack of decorum, like all all the ways you would describe that is basically, you know, just shitty childish behavior behavior. Um, she looked like Cruella DeVille. She, you know, this big white fur coat <laughs> and just all this nonsense. Like, oh, okay. You know, Christian Cinema was wearing, it looked like a bad bridesmaid's dress. Um, it looked like a, a bridesmaid's dress where the bride was like, 
I really don't like you people. Yeah. You have to like, wear this. I mean, or she was like a, you know, bridezilla, like, no one's going to outshine me. I'm going to make sure you guys look like idiots. Uh, but, you know, her outburst, I mean, I think people have talked about it a lot to this point. And, uh, you know, everyone says essentially the same thing. Um, you know, and, and listen, we're, we're at a point, right, with a, with a lot of these characters from the MAGA movement and the Republican Party I, you know, I talk about South Park all the time, but I mean, they're literally all like, if you had to describe them, they're all Eric Cartman, yeah. right? Like they're all like, they, they, they all somehow, you know, it's, it's, there's an episode of South Park where, you know, they bring in the British nanny to, to deal with, to deal with Cartman and the nanny puts him in timeout and he's like, Oh, you're going to put me in timeout over in this chair. What's to stop me from getting up out of this chair? Oh, nothing. That's what I thought. And he gets up and he gets off the chair and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back and play my video game and eat my cheesy poops and continues to act like an asshole. Well, that's where the GOP is. They're like, oh, wait, these rules are just like written on paper. But in reality, like you can't really do anything to me. You can't arrest me. You can't do anything and you can't stop me. You're just going to give me a stern talking to. All right. Well, fuck these rules. I don't care. I'll ignore them. Oh, I don't have to tell the truth. I can just make up anything, and there's literally no repercussions, and the people who voted me in the office keep cheering me on. All right, cool. I'm going to keep doing it because there's no repercussions. Um, and they're continuing to push the envelope. Um, like there, there were, I tweeted out multiple examples of Republicans saying one thing at one point in time and then saying the complete opposite at another point in time and then going back to the thing that they originally said. Um, and what, the, what they learned is... Like what I said, the, there are no repercussions for lying or not being honest. There are backtracking, no backtracking, <laughs> flip flopping, all that other stuff. Like you can, I mean, like Lindsey Graham is the master of flip flopping, right? And so, and he's been doing that long before Trump, really. Yeah. So you know, like everyone is essentially doing it. And you know, a prime example, you know, we've got mul we, multiple videos of audio video of Republicans coming out and saying that they wanted to cut Medicare and, and they wanted to get rid of it or they wanted to defund it. And people should, you know, like there's, you know, like people shouldn't be, we should, the American people shouldn't be footing the bill for Medicare and Medicaid. And it's, it's an entitlement. And, you know, like there's different ways to, you know, people should be in charge of their own healthcare, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Okay, fine. But we have it on audio and video. Then they come out, you know, and, and Biden's just like, all right, well, Republicans want to cut Medicare and Medicaid. And I'm like, no, no, we don't. What are you right. talking about? What are you talking about, man? We're just trying to get to the table and figure out how to fix it, right? But then you go back, and then there's more video and audio of them saying that, like, literally, there's multiple congressmen people saying, we want to sunset Medicare, Medicaid. Right. We want to end Medicare, Medicaid, right? Like, it's coming right. out flat yeah. out and saying it, right? Um, and by sunset, they mean it's a law that lasts five years, and when that five years is up... It's ah. over. Like, sunset means end. Yep. Right? Like, when the sun goes down, what is that? The end of the day. Right? Uh, and so, it, it, it's, that's, that's you know, we're dealing with this this childish behavior, but it's become the norm. Because, again, they're, they're, there's no accountability within their party. There's no accountability from their constituents. Um, they've got plenty of media on their side, although they'll quite cry wolf and say that, you know, all of the liberal media is out to get them, even though you've got the Fox News and the Breitbarts and the OANs and the Newsmaxes and all that other stuff. Um, and it's just, it, it makes it, and this is where I do have some empathy for the Democrats, because how do you fight that, right? You present facts, right? Actual facts, right? There was even, there was even a Republican congressman who came out and was just like, look, you may say something that's a fact, and I disagree. 
<laughs> you know, he's like, it, like well, he, he Trump said it. Was the term alternative facts. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, well, actually, that or, was actually, what's her name, Kellyanne Conway. Uh, Kellyanne Conway. But, but so this guy literally says, like, you may present something that's a fact, and I may disagree. Right? Who's to, who's to say I'm wrong? Right, bro? It's a fact. Do you know <laughs> what the fucking word means? Right? Like, right. I mean, it's a, and and I I pissed that the reporter didn't should have made it very simple. Hey, it's a fact that your name is Congressman Brian Smith, whatever. I can't remember the guy's name, right? And he would have said yes. And, and then what if, and then the reporter should have said, well, you know what? I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> right? And then the guy would have like lost his shit and been real indignant about it. But that's literally what the guy is saying, right? Like you may present something that's a fact and I just disagree, right? And it's just, and, and that, again, that is something. How do you effectively fight that mentality uh, and approach uh, without getting pulled down into the mud, and I think that's what Democrats are struggling with, and that is, I think, a legitimate struggle, right? Because it's like dealing with a fucking child. It, I have an eight-year-old, right? I have an eight-year-old who will, I she she'll tell me, Dad, you're going the wrong way to to gymnastics, okay, right? And I'm like, what? No, this there's there's only two ways to get there, and I'm going one of those two ways, so we're good. Yeah, well, you're still going the wrong way. Right? And it's just like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to deal with, I'm not going to argue with an eight-year-old. Like, let's right. just turn up kids bop and you shush. Uh, <laughs> but I can't do that with the Republican Party and people in Congress and the Senate uh, or people running for fucking president because, like, I can't shush them. Right? I can't turn the music up. I can't just, you know, throw them a, 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 a ton of ice cream. Yeah, buy them an ice cream. Yeah, here's, 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 an, here's ice cream. an ice cream and shut up. Right, like I mean, that that doesn't work, and so how you effectively fight that, I think, is something that the Democrats have to figure out. Um, you know, I don't want to beat them up. Like the more you really think about it, it's like how do you effectively fight it, and when just consistently presenting facts does literally nothing. It's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. I mean, I deal with this with the morons at the bar all the time, where you know whether it's. You know, Jim Kelly threw for five times as many yards as Dan Marino. No, he didn't. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I made that one up. I'm yeah. just like, you know, say something like, all right, what you're saying is verifiably untrue. Right. But if I push back, it's, you know, Jim, Kelly, ball, did, Jim Kelly did throw for a yeah, lot of right. yards, though. He did at throw for a lot of yards at a time. At a time when that sure. wasn't, hey, look, wasn't common. We, well, I, we don't I, need to go I down. don't have his autograph yeah. in this room, but I've got it somewhere. Um, but, you know, I mean, like, that's that, that that's just something that they struggle with. Um I want to say one thing about McCarthy. Yeah. Because watching him struggle with the beauty of the State of the Union to me is you've got the vice president and the and the speaker of the house right behind the president. So their reaction is visible a hundred percent of the time when the cameras are on the president. And Kevin McCarthy was struggling with, okay, I probably gotta stand up and clap for this one. All right, I'm gonna sit here and pout for this one because it's, you know, whatever. And it's just comical. And it's true of I mean, the, the speaker always gets, you know, spotlighted and criticized for what they do. I, I know Nancy Pelosi did for, why did she stand up and clap when she blah, blah, blah. So it goes all over. But watching him in particular struggle, because he has to do the balancing act that you just described. He has to try to deal with the obnoxious children who don't want to listen. And I'm not going to eat my vegetables. I'm going to play my video games and eat my cheesy poofs. And then the what, whatever percentage of serious politicians who want to actually do shit and you've got to balance those two groups you're right the democrats can't get in alignment they're terrible at that and they have been for my entire lifetime but they've never eaten themselves the way republicans are right now 
right and, 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 and right um and, and not not to this extent right like they, they there's some isolated cases where somebody you know like does something wrong and they jump all over them or whatever sure. from an accountability standpoint sure. but not like but, right, not but not like this and you know and and i you know there's so much attention that's put on the reaction of the speaker and the reaction of the vice president and you know all that other stuff i never pay much attention to it because that is literally theater um, this whole thing is and, not theater. And I just like, and I'm like, I, dude, I don't care about this dude's facial. I don't care that he stood up and clapped. I don't care. Like, I just, you know, I mean, you kind of wish that he had the balls to just like, look, I'm just going to clap or I'm not going to and just be the same. So, you know, because John Boehner was good at that. You know, as, as much as he kind of talks shit about John Boehner, like John Boehner looked like he had about three or four glasses of wine before the, the, the Which State is of the probably Union. A- which probably Safe, accurate. Maybe conservative. Right. Yeah, he had three or four glasses of wine, and he was a stoic the whole time, mm-hmm. right? He would clap at the beginning, stand up. You know, like if everybody was standing up, okay, he would stand up and kind of golf clap it or whatever. Right. And, so, and it didn't matter who it was, right? And, um, it, you know, where and the, there wasn't a lot of theater with him, and it's just like you kind of wish McCarthy – and we know McCarthy doesn't have a spine and all that other shit. So, you know, he's trying to make, you know, his whole existence is trying to make everyone else happy. Like, the guy's got to be exhausted because that's all he does is try to kiss other people's ass to get, you know, approval from all these different groups within his party. But then also knows that he's got to, at some point, play nice because they don't have enough control over Congress for him to really, you know, to really do much of anything. Right. So uh, it is it is interesting to watch that. Um, Uh, two, Two things. What, doesn't it feel like John Boehner being in office was a million years ago? Yeah. And when you just said that, I didn't even think about that. Obviously, I hadn't thought about John Boehner in a million years. But, boy. My man's in weed now. Yeah, he Love is. It. Right. I forgot about that, too. But, you know, as much as I want to be, as much as I don't want to be, when I was your age, we had decorum and dignity. I don't want to be that crusty white old guy, even though you can argue that I am. But there was decorum. <laughs> argue that, it. You just are. I, I just, I'm fine, I am. Um, uh, but you know, in those days when Joe Wilson yelled out, you lie at Obama, the room kind of did a, Ooh, and there was talk of censuring Joe Wilson. Now, I don't think they should have, but he yelled out, you lie one time in a state of the union. And there was a public swell of, should there be consequences for this? This is our new norm. I would now, the one thing about it though, is you go back and you read, uh, historically how these things went down you know like prior to like the I'm fights in the fights in the Andrew aisle. Jackson and okay. all those dudes like I mean they're <laughs> fighting and like challenging each other to duels in the street and I mean like so it's just like you're not wrong right like so okay. I mean this is almost like a return to norm it's just you know a return to norm from 150 years ago like, give them fucking guns I mean I mean well that would eliminate the Democrats right I know it so, would not except for Bernie and no maybe it would Joe not Manchin. it would not eliminate the Democrats I mean, most. I mean, most of them don't have the balls to acknowledge well, any. Like, I mean, all of them fall in line with the anti-gun rhetoric and all that other stuff. And even though they feel different about it, and that's where. Uh, anyway, that's yeah. see, we'll, we'll, we'll get there too. Actually, there. Yeah. but um, so there was an interaction between George Santos and Mitt Romney, which I thought was interesting. Right, like Mom, Romney is a guy who, um, I, I, you know, he has gone back and forth with me. I, I've kind of put him in a neutral, I, I respect him kind of neutral, but he can be a little, I don't know, jello-y at times. It's hard to kind of put him in a box, but he did confront George Santos, basically, to, not basically, told exactly. him, you should not be here, right? And he repeated it a couple times. 
George Santos goes to the, oh, I can't believe he did that. I don't know why he said it. Like, bitch, you are a fucking liar. You're a liar because you know exactly what the fuck right. he was talking about and why he said it. And you're just a liar in general because everything you've said <laughs> about your life to this point publicly has been a lie. Your whole entire existence is a lie. You were voted into office based off of multiple lies, mm-hmm. right? Like everything you said, literally on your resume, all lies, all bullshit. Stories you told about your life, all lies, all bullshit. You were voted in office. So people, well, people voted him in. People voted him in off of lies, right? Like, sure. and then I know that uh, the day of the State of the Union that multiple people from his from his uh, constituency showed up, showed up at his office to protest him, Um you know, and it wasn't just Democrats. Like there were, you know, plenty of Republicans out there that were, you know, very vehemently against him. Um, you know, and he's he's playing the well. I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna show up and do my job. Like, bitch, you don't have a job. Like, you're not on any committees, right? Like, you're well, he stepped you're, down from them voluntarily. There was air yeah, quotes there. I mean, there. but he's not on those committees anymore. How he, you know, whether he stepped down or was booted right. off, or whatever. Doesn't matter at this point because he stepped down because Kevin McCarthy was probably going to have yeah. to boot no, him. No, he, t- he told him basically, yeah, step down, make this, don't make this worse than it already is. Right, and so I mean, he's he's facing, you know, a criminal probe like in mean, the Justice Department anymore. Um, I've got questions about them because now everything is a probe and everything takes forever. Where I mean, you know, it's just I I I have to. There's a lot of people who have questions about them. My questions are just more of, like, where is the efficiency, right? Like, right. I, I agree with being thorough, but the, the, the lack of expediency in which they're moving, whether it's Trump, whether it's Santos, whatever, uh, is getting to the point where it's unacceptable. You know, I mean, no, I like, I try, that point, you yeah. know, I mean, you try to give them leeway and flexibility, understanding that these things are complex. There's a lot of people you have to talk to, a lot of documents you have to go through, but you're the fucking DOJ. Right. Yeah. From a legal standpoint, you're the you're the NFL, right? Right. Um, but we're not seeing that, and and it's frustrating. This guy should not. I mean, you know, that election was in November, right? This stuff came to to light in December. It's February. You know, the middle of February. We're approaching Valentine's Day. It'll be March soon. Like, how how long does it? Like, you know that he lied about fucking everything. Um, you know that he was he misappropriated funds for his campaign. Um, there could be other like wh- sure. what exactly is taking so long? Do, do, do you have, do you have any? I know you've done criminal law and you've done you know multiple aspects of law. Has any of that been in the financial area, like criminally? Not criminal, not criminal finance law, not and not okay. on the prosecution side, because not at this level. I want to ask this question. If you can't give a, an answer, if I w- so most of the legal issues with Santos are campaign finance related, right? Which yeah. is essentially IRS related shit. So let's say I. Mm, uh, all right, that's not true. Okay, I'm just trying to say if I was accused of embezzlement, let's you know let's say it was in the private sector. I my bank accuses me of embezzlement. Mm-hmm. It it's my understanding that I'm probably getting arrested within a matter of days. Now, charging and everything uh, else. Well, getting, hold on. I, I, is that like, okay? That's what I'm asking. No, I mean like it all it, it all really depends, right? Like it depends on how blatant it is, what it, how long it takes them to figure it out, what exactly the circumstances are. Uh, look, I, I'm not saying that this should happen overnight. Like they found out on a Monday, so they should have had him in cuffs on a on a Friday. Right. No, I'm not saying that either. But what but I am saying though is that we do we we that. do know that there were large amounts of money that were moved from you know he he claimed that they came from X and then they were moved into his campaign, and then 
He himself acknowledges that they didn't come from X, that they came from Y. He won't explain where the actual money came from. So my question is like, all right, how long does it take you to figure out where that money came from? And then also, like, and, and maybe they've done this, but you would think that if they would have dragged him in for questioning, at least, that we would have heard about it. Right? Like, so right. what exactly oh, are you doing? I mean, it's, it's it. been like, now yeah. it's, it's literally been months, right? Multiple months. Um, you know, like since, since, since the, since the election, since, um, you know, since this stuff has come out, like I said, we knew about, we knew him being basically bullshit back in December and, you know, you've got all of January. Now you're through February. Like, so when is there going to be some sort of a move with this? Like, and I'm not, okay, fine. You don't want to charge it. You want to get it. Okay. Wh when are you going to fucking talk to him? Right. When is somebody of any significance get him on the go, record going to get him on the record and figure out what the fuck is going on with this guy? That's that's my question. Um, you know, so I guess kudos to Mitt Romney to a degree. Um, you and you know Mitt Romney just was very blunt, right? You know, with, with his like he was like, and look, I he, told him he shouldn't be right. here, and and this he, is why he went on to say, "You're grandstanding in front of all these senators. You're you know, you're a you're not sitting with your chamber, b." We don't want to be associated with you. So it wasn't just you're a liar and you're a scumbag. It's also don't try to make hay off me, you piece of shit. Yeah. Like, like you know, you're walking around wanting to shake hands with all these guys who, frankly, do not want to be in a picture with you in an opponent's campaign ad. But that some of that is on the other, some of that is on the other congressmen and other people that were there who they all should have fucking turned and said, "Get the fuck out of here." Absolutely, especially right? Republicans. I mean, George, go represent that party, boy. Right. I mean, you like, every thing. Republican should have been like, you, like, the fact that you're even in this building right now is absurd, but if you're going to be here, get your ass in the back where nobody can fucking see right. you or be around you. Wear a fucking right. Guy Fox mask. Like, I, I would, I, you <laughs> know, like, they, they, they need to fucking isolate that guy. Um, and this isn't about Democrat or Republican, because, like, cause she, like you, you may be able to get a Republican back in that seat. I, it's I, because that, of Latino, isn't it? Uh, no, come on. I'm, stop. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm fucking. It's just go like that guy needs to. They need to like for the the, the good of our our country for fuck's sake. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, in part, that's part of their problem, though, right? Like they they've bought into this. There are no rules. There are no repercussions. So when one of the, one of their people goes too far. Then they're just like, oh well, if we hold him accountable, then what about everybody? I right. Don't know. We what can't. about Matt Gates? Right. Like that. Then we got to start holding everybody accountable, and that kind of sucks. So I don't know. Well, and, maybe and we Steve, just let maybe, it work itself out. And, and maybe there's a value in having a lightning rod like that. He's out there. They're talking about George Santos. In the meantime, we're giving Monsanto, you know, all kinds of yeah. tax breaks. And oh, what, is, what, what are we talking about? And you and I are now guilty of it too. We're talking about this douchebag George Santos. Fair uh, enough. Um, so let's stop. So let's stop. Uh, let's, all right, so we've talked about this so many fucking times on the show, but there was such a perfect example of it in the State of the Union when Joe Biden said, we need to get the job done and ban assault weapons. Just mm -hmm. throw a fucking stake to the dog, Joe. I, I, I want to go back and say, I think he did a fantastic job. I actually watched it kind of second half first and then rewatched the first half because I got home late. And... Um, when I watched it again, all the way through, I'm like, you know what? All in all, great job by a 78-year-old man or whatever he is. But he pounds that line out there, and he expects uproarious applause. And he probably gets it from a decent fraction of the crowd. But the, most of the country is looking at him going, shut the fuck up, dude. Right. And then Kerry Lake in Arizona, the recently defeated governor candidate in Arizona, who is trying to be a female Trump, 
comes out and says, I'm not giving up my AR-15 just because the president said he wants to take away our guns. I'm Second Amendment. And I'm like, all right. It, my, my critique is the fact that people like Joe Biden and Michael Bloomberg and lots of folks who've lived in the D.C. corridor and you know lived in that elitist lifestyle for a long time think that, well, gun violence is a terrible thing, so the masses must want us to get rid of guns. The masses don't want that, and you are throwing an applause line to Republicans. They're going to run that clip against whoever the Democrats run in 2024. In, and I don't mean just uh, for president. I think every campaign is going to say, this party says this, and they're going to show the leader of that party ranting about, we need to ban assault weapons now. And if you ask Joe Biden to define an assault weapon, he couldn't do it. And frankly, I'm not sure I could. I mean, I know they've come up with definitions of the past, but yeah. those were such easily evaded, easily evaded by gun companies. It was, okay, we'll make a gun that has a 17-inch barrel, not a 16. There, problem solved. Well, yeah, I mean, in terms of the the semantics of it, uh, I mean, we all know what they're talking about, and, you know, fine, okay, whatever. But, uh, you know, as it really, listen, I've said it so many times on this show, yes, right? like that the gun debate with the Democrats is a losing argument. It hurts them. Um, you know, like there are other solutions that they could that they could really push that would one actually help, uh, and two, it, it's just it like again, it, you, you because of the number of guns that you have out there. And I'm not saying that you ignore gun violence because there's too many guns, but you got to take a different approach. Then we need to ban these, we need to ban that. That's not going to get you anywhere. People, one, there's so many out there that you're not going to be able to you're, that like banning them now. Like prevents other people from getting them in the future, but there's so many out there that you're still going to create right. the black market for it. The price of them and the value of them goes up, which I'm not necessarily upset about, given what's in my safe. But um, at the same time, you do create that black market. You do create, uh, uh, you know, what comes with that, right? Like with sort of that underbelly, um, and you, it doesn't necessarily, I think, solve for this problem, right? And now, now look. Will it will it help with the mass shootings? Possibly, right? Um, if you get some kid that's that, like three, if you ban assault rifles today, and then three years down the road you get some kid that is a freshman today in high school and he gets bullied that whole time and he can't have access to an assault rifle under any way, shape, or form, that's probably a good thing. And that's an argument that you can't really defeat, and it is what it is. Now, will that kid have other ways, like through the dark web and through Discord and all that other stuff to Theft. to you know to, to buy one on the, you know on the secondary market? Sure, it does make it harder, um, and you can, and, and that's not an argument that I'm going to try to defeat. That's accurate and that's true, um, but I don't know if it's is it worth banning it for everyone else because. It, you know, like people can't get control of these kids. I, I don't, I, I disagree, um, but I can, I can listen to the argument about it. But what I can tell you is that with the current state of our politics right now, for the Democrats to continue to go out there and push the anti-gun rhetoric, um, it hurts them in so many different ways, right? And so I get you want to do the right thing, but at some point you got to be focused on winning. It's literally costing you elections every fucking cycle. Presidential, midterms, local, whatever. If you are anti-gun, you are hurting yourself, right? And you can say, oh, well, what about the anti-gun lobby? We, we've got them and we've got the people that agree with us. There's not enough of them. To, to, there's not enough of them. 
I don't even know. The, the, I mean, I'm sure they exist in the you know form of you know parents against school shootings or whatever. What's that? I'm just I made it up. Uh, mo- or you mean the anti-gun lobby? Yeah. I mean, oh like, yeah, they're, they're they're out there. I mean, there's there's uh, there was the one that was created by the mom, I think, the, by Shannon Watson. Right, the but there's nothing that even touches the NRA's. Reach. No, I mean, well, I mean, you would be surprised because listen, they like they 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 may not have as much money, but they've got a pretty decent amount of money, and their techniques are are a little are aggressive and somewhat effective, right? Like they 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 try to sue the gun manufacturers on a regular yeah, no, basis. No, 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 that's true. Um, and even though they they're not winning, what they're doing is they're tying these gun manufacturers up. They're costing, costing the gun a lot ma- of money, costing yeah. them a lot of money, and these gun manufacturers operate at a very low margin, right? Like so, the profit margins are low, and if they're burning cash in lawsuits all the time, then it, it definitely puts them in flux. And so they figure if they can't, you know, the anti-gun lobby, if they can't get them, if they can't get the guns banned. Then if they can go and start bankrupting the, the the various gun manufacturers, if they can win one of these cases where, you know, oh well, this this shooter you marketed towards him, so it's your fault that he went out and took your gun and killed people, it's a shit argument because then you know could you apply that to cars when a drunk driver goes out and hits somebody or you know some girlfriend goes and runs her boyfriend over because of an argument or whatever. Um, or what? What about knife manufacturers, right? Yeah, like every I mean, time, like so, anytime. I, you know, I what if some, right? What if someone uses a hammer, right? I mean, like, are, are, are we going after? Right. I, I, mean, I, you know, I hate that. I hate that that argument because hammer deaths and firearm deaths are not in the same ballpark. But there's no there's no anti hammer lobby, and there probably never will. Be. You can hate it, but still. <laughs> oh, I don't think the argument. I don't. Well, to me, that's a I mean, slippery, just, so, slippery slope argument. It, 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 you just the point is. Um, it, you still are. You're still losing. It's a losing argument for you. Okay, there um, I agree. Politically, and, it's a disaster. Right. Like, and, and there's examples of, as to why the argument doesn't. Like, a lot of the things that they present don't work. Um, and you know, you could disagree with the metaphors or the examples or whatever, but it still it still stands. So, uh, you know, now you brought. I, I listen. Carrie Lake is one of those people. Listen, she's not an elected official. Um, as of right now, she's not running for anything. So she's one of those people that she's I, still contesting her election. Uh, I, I guess I, I also don't care, right? Like I why, don't we really shouldn't be, prom- like oh, we shouldn't be is... amplifying her, right? Like I mean, if it's one thing if it's a, someone that's in office that's an elected official that has, you know, even if it's a CEO from a corporation, like that matters. But like Carrie Lake, who is like right now she's just some fucking crazy lady out in Arizona ranting on social media. That is literally all uh, she yeah, is. I agree. Um, and so, so promoting giving her oxygen is giving, not, right. Like right. I mean, like that. There's like that. That hurts. I think. That hurts everyone, right? By by promoting, because now people are like, "Oh, what did she say?" And like they they're gonna go and, <laughs> and with these people, there is no such thing as bad publicity. Anyone talking about them at any given time helps them because they know that there's someone out there that's going to support them. There's someone out there that may be listening to our show, right? That disagrees with everything we say, and they just listen to our show because they want to be pissed about right. what we say. And I, hope we, I hope we have hate listeners. No, I, I do too. I, yeah, you kind of you kind of root for that. Let's as long know, as they're not the something. guys in Russia, I don't want them hating. Well, us. yeah, I don't, I don't want the guys in Russia hating us, um, you know, or some some militia group. Although, you know, I mean, you get me you get me hungry, and I might be ready to take on anybody. <laughs> but um, you know, so that's that's Carrie Lake and her nonsense. Uh, you know, Joe Joe Biden did pull a move, uh, you know, talking about Social Security and. Um, you know, like he, you know, brings out like, well, the Republicans want to cut Social Security, right? And they yeah, all booed. And they all booed. And they're like, no, no, we don't, right? Going back to the conversation we had earlier about them, 
you know, saying one thing and then, sure. you know, like doing another. And so Joe Biden comes up with a, with a great one-liner of like, all right, great, then we're all in agreements, right? We're not cutting it, right? And I thought he crushed in that moment. No, that was, I mean, that was that was a great, and you you, you got to wonder if that was ad-lib, if that was him just being able to play it, which... You know what, even if it wasn't, even if, even if it was semi-scripted, how often do politicians fail to read the room and go, be ready for this? Yeah. And no, when they, I, they I, fuck listen, it up all the time. All credit goes to him on that. And it def, and I think it was a it, it was probably the highlight of uh, like sure. the, the, the the positive highlight of the event uh, because it did definitely turn the spotlights on Republicans. So now you have this issue where they are going to you know they're sure. going to go back to the table and they're going to want to cut it and like everyone's going to be able to hold them to account. Like, everyone you, who runs against him goes, "This guy's booed when right. the president said this." Right. Well, here he is saying. I mean, and even even after even after in the interview, oh well, we don't want to cut Social Security. Like we just need to get control on spending. Blah blah blah. Trying to spin it. Uh, so uh, again, it, it will be something that can be presented. How it's viewed, accepted, absorbed, whatever, um, you know, is yet to, is yet to be decided. And, and it, listen, at the end of the day, no one's going to care. Right? At the right. end of the day, the the the, the Trump. MAGA, conservative, Republican, GOP, whatever you want to call that group, they're, they are all on the same mission, right? Which is whatever the Democrats want to do, we want to do the opposite. They want to keep Social Security, we got to cut it. You know what I mean? Like, it, so even though, like, it, you know, like, well, what about the contradiction, the flip-flopping, the hypocrisy? It doesn't matter. Set it on live TV. We've got you on video. We've got audio. Yeah, but... Yeah, that, I didn't say that. That's not what I meant, and it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, right. it doesn't matter, right? And and so I, I I can't wait to move on to other stuff, but we do have to briefly talk about Sarah Huckabee Sanders gave the Republican rebuttal. The recently elected governor of Arkansas, who is the former White House spokesperson for Trump, gave the rebuttal, and I watched about three minutes of it. And I'm normally not turn it off guy, but after watching three minutes, I'm like, I know the rest of this. Maybe I gave it ten, but... In addition to the fact that it was just, you know, Democrats are ruining everything, the borders are wide open, spending it's, is whatever. It's the mega buzzwords. Right, exactly. It's all it was. Wokeism, CRT, but, Hunter Biden, China, Hunter Biden, but, woke, trans, pedophiles, grooming. You already uh, said Hunter Biden. Uh, excessive spending, radical agenda, Hunter Biden again, just for the third time, just because. Uh, and, you know... Uh, religion, Christianity, Jesus. I and I, I just have to do it because I turned that on, and I for a good ten seconds thought I was watching a bad furniture commercial, furniture store commercial. Sarah Huckabee Sanders looked like she was about to. If if I had a mute, I would have guessed she was saying, "And if you come down this week, we will throw in a free love seat with every sofa you buy. Thank you for coming to Huckabee's House of Sofas." I mean, it looked so awkward to me that I actually didn't realize what I was watching until I, like, heard words and went, oh, <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I, again, like, there's not, there wasn't much substance to it. Again, they're, they're going with, uh, we got to just keep fighting the culture right. war because that's how we win, right? Like, we, we are able to maintain power because enough people believe in the fight of culture over actual effective policy. So we're just going to roll with that, and that's how we respond to everything that the Democrats do. We throw out wokeism. We throw out CRT. We throw out anti-trans. We throw out... You, you left out defund the police. 
Yeah, I, I mean, sure. I, all that, you know. I'm saying I mean, that's it's just, buzzword. It's just like all the buzzwords, all all that stuff. Black Lives Matter, you know, yeah, Antifa, you know terrorists. Yeah. So you, you know, like they, they throw all that shit out, and that like the, like that's that's Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad. Yeah, that's 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 their uh, that's that's what they're standing on, right? Like yeah. that's the pillar sure. of their their party right now. Uh, I don't see it changing. No, like no one, like anyone who steps away, like you don't get any mass exodus, right? You've got Adam King, Kinzinger, you've got uh, Cheney, or you know Liz, Liz Cheney. Cheney yeah. um, there are a few other less notable Republicans that have said, I don't know what this Republican Party is, but it's not the one that I, I right. grew up in, but and they step away. It's, they either step away or they pipe down, though, because no, right. and, and, and no one's willing to really put their, na- their, their name out there. Um, well, the possible exception of Mitt Romney. <laughs> yeah, and to, to be fair, you know Mitt Rom, but Mitt Romney knows how to play the sure. game to a degree. But um, that's who and what their party is. Yep. And and there's there's no going back. I think for them anytime soon. Um, and it, it would it's going to take a mon. I I don't know what shifts them out of this. I don't know if it's you know the creation of another party. You know, like do they go with DeSantis as a nominee? Trump throws a temper tantrum, you know, starts his own party, which pulls some of the crazy with him. I, I don't know. You know what? That would be that, It could that be interesting. Plausible. Now, the problem is that DeSantis is on that same sort of Trump train, so the parties would be very similar um, with with their rhetoric. And I don't, maybe it, it ends up helping the Democrats because you've, you've got a divided house on the other side. But, you know, I, don't know. I, I just I don't know what pulls them out of this. Uh, and, and just my concern is that if they keep going with this, at what point does it turn to consistent large bouts of violence, right? Because literally they're, they're you know, refusing to acknowledge rules, laws, etiquette, decorum, all that other stuff. Like they're constantly pushing the envelope, constantly pushing, pushing, you know, constantly throwing out there the threat of violence. Uh, so at what point in time do you get these you know, take the militia group up in Michigan. Instead of doing all this extensive planning, they just fucking do it, right? And what it is, I don't know. But then how? And then how long before that becomes normal in some of these different places in the Midwest? And you know, there was just a group, a couple of people arrested in, um, for they were arrested, I think, in Florida, but they had plan to take out like the main yeah uh, power grid power grid in baltimore yep and they said they were going to take out all these stations all these substations and take out the main substation and basically shut down the city of baltimore and watch the city burn uh they were you know i think there was an fbi informant or someone that kind of caught wind of it and got the fbi on top of it and then they were busted um but like how often bec- before that becomes more normal, and then how often before one of them actually does it? Somebody, you know, you get multiple that do it. Like they able, they're able to time something up where it happens, you know, in sync at the same time, or right, boom, one right after another. I, I don't know, but it it just I'm worried that it's going there, which is part of the reason why I'm I I, it, I can't get on board with the anti gun thing, right? Like because I can't I don't trust the people on the other side, even though the people on the other side are the ones calling for the guns, they're also the ones calling for basically destruction of our government, yeah. Um, you know, and have shown to be hostile towards, you know, anyone who disagrees with them, and especially, you know, black people or any other group that disagrees with them, then they're especially hostile. 
right? Like, so I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't trust these people. I also don't trust the police to protect me because they've proven that they're not really all that concerned about it. Um, who else do we have to rely on? And people will throw out, you can't use your gun. Your, a, your AR is no match for the military. And I'll tell you, fuck off. I'm not going out on my knees and just... Well, and also, that's, uh, that, I hate that's that. That's a shit argument. It's a shit argument. Like, you're correct. If an F-16 targeted this house right now because we were deemed a threat yeah. to the state, we're fucked. Right. And, but and listen, if we're in a situation... In our... <laughs> also, if we're in a situation... Where they've decided to turn the U.S. military against the citizens. Are you just going to be like, well, that sucks. All right. I'm cool with that. Fuck no, that. No, I agree. I right? agree. Like, who, who the fuck are you? Like, I mean, if that does happen, motherfucker, I'm going to put a gun in your hand and just like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Start shooting at those guys. Right? I mean, like, what, like uh, that, that, that argument in and of itself no, is the just argu- the, ar- the argument that the government has nukes, so therefore your gun is irrelevant, is a bullshit argument. Right. And, and then I also point you to the people of Ukraine. And I will continue to do that because those people are just like, look, the Russians are coming. There's a lot more of them than us. All we have is AK-47s and fucking Molotov cocktails, but I'm not giving up my country, my freedom. I'm going to fight. And if I die, I die. And to that point, you got to commend them. And look, they're still fucking fighting. Yeah. All, yeah, they've got a lot of help and they got a lot of ar- artillery and everything yeah, else. Yeah, but listen, they're the ones fighting. <laughs> but they're actually out there fighting. Right, and if it if it wasn't for their initial willingness to fight when they didn't have anything, then then they they still wouldn't ha- they they wouldn't have a country right now. Right, right. Like so, and give me when that. you say you say cap- I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want your point to get emphasized. They had the capability to defend themselves with small arms on a small scale at the beginning, and that made yes. just marching through the streets a whole lot more perilous for Russian soldiers. Exactly. Soldiers. You know, I mean, and you, you look at other situations, right? We go to Afghanistan, we go to Iraq. I mean, those like the, all, again. All you had was AK-47s and improvised exp- explosive devices, and that they didn't go so well they, for they, us. They made life pretty awful for America. Right? Soldiers. I mean, like Vietnam, like they didn't have the same weapon capabilities as the U.S. military, and that didn't go great. No, it didn't. You know, like no, so. I'm just saying, like, yeah, U.S. military, yeah, they got a lot of weapons, but are they really going to use fighter jets and nukes on its people? On in, individuals? I on mean, indiv- you know, like, yeah. fine, you took us out. Right. You took okay, out two people with an $18 million missile. Right. And there are a well few people who may be excited about that, but nonetheless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it, Remember, it, Steve it, runs like, a Twitter page, so yell at him. Right. So, I mean, like, you, you lose me with that argument. Um, but all that, let's get on. Uh, yes. All right, man. We went way long. Um, I want to move on to Trump and DeSantis because that's funny, and then we can backtrack to the House. Uh, so Trump basically sent out a picture. Trump retweeted a picture of DeSantis as a 23-year-old teacher in Georgia uh, with high school seniors around him in an event where apparently they were all drinking, and Trump essentially called him a groomer and a pedophile. He, yeah, I mean, I, he, he, he didn't call him. Like, someone said, this is DeSantis with these young girls. You know, is he a groomer or whatever? Trump's like, oh, d- d- is this really this DeSantis? Is a bad look. And this is a bad look and blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, listen, you know, Trump is starting to poke at DeSantis, recognizes that DeSantis is a threat to his, to Trump getting, gaining the, the, the nomination. And, uh, you know, like he, he, he started, and we've talked about this, right? Like, this is what we expected. DeSantis isn't saying much other than like, look, I'm just trying to do what's best for my country. I'm not going to attack other Republicans or I'm doing what's best for the state of Florida and, you know, like, that's all I'm focused on. You know, right. so DeSantis is going to continue that, to, to follow that line. And that's why I wanted to bring it up, because you basically have been calling out that strategy from the jump. <laughs> He's not going to engage until he has to, and when he does, it's going to be 
sorry, I've got adult work to do. Yeah. You go back to your nonsense. And, and you know, I mean, and, Trump, and we know Trump is going to continue to do this. Like, DeSantis is going to be like, do whatever you want, bud, because everything you do, like, we, like, DeSantis knows that Trump is a jackass. He knows that he's a petulant child. So he's going to let Trump do Trump, and then he's going to turn around and use that against Trump, and that is something that they're, those two are going to have to fight out. And very much like Kerry Lake, Donald Trump is now a private citizen. Right. So, you know, DeSantis will be like, you know, I've got a job to do. I'm the governor of the fourth biggest state or whatever it is, yeah. population-wise. I've got serious work to do. But if you want to play this game there, that's not how I would do it because I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm here to defeat Joe Biden and not attack Republicans. Which is the one way that this leads to what you mentioned earlier as a possibility of a Trump split off from the Republican Party. And that would be a very interesting thing. Yeah, I mean, and and that is definitely a reality that we have to look for. Like I said, if if if, it, if either DeSantis is the nominee, or it becomes evident that DeSantis is going to be the nominee, like Trump is just massively trailing in the polls, in the primary, and he's got you know he can't you know it's a double digit lead that DeSantis has. I could easily see him saying, "All right, throwing you know taking his ball, going home, and forming his own party." Um, and he would get some people to go with him, and it would just be interesting to see the impact that that would have on the election. But you know, I think we've got time before sure, that. Sure. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting right. to see. Uh, you know, going back to the House and their vote for uh, to to condone or condemn, condemn sorry, to the, condemn, the, yeah. the, the the Chinese balloon and and all that other stuff. I mean, look, you, you, you can't. Know where I'm, you know where I'm going, right? Well, go ahead. We essentially did the joke from uh, Team America. We wrote them a very stern letter. We became very angry with them, and then we wrote them a letter telling them how angry we are. Mm. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, now... Did, did you not see that coming? Because I thought you Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's just like, dude, I, I, it's, this is so ridiculous. Like, I mean, like, this isn't, like, uh, this, this is not serious. If you but, get to bring okay. up South Park, I get to bring up Team America. Same guys. Fair, fair. Um... You know, as it relates to the uh, the Chinese balloon, uh, so they shoot the one down over the coast of, uh, of uh, South Carolina. Then just today, Friday, they we come to find out that there was another one over Alaska that they shot down immediately. This one was at 40,000 feet. They used the F-22 to shoot it down. Um, and, you know, now everyone's like, well, why'd you shoot this one down right away? Why would it? And it's just like, look, it was, it was possibly in a flight path, blah, blah, blah. Um you know, but I mean, Biden's not going to win on this. Like, it, you know, if the Chinese keep sending balloons, now the now they basically need to start shooting them down before they enter air, American airspace, which I don't have a problem with. Um, and you knew that by letting that other one float across the country, right. that this that the outcome, like again, like why would you even leave it up, right? Like, you, well, they didn't want to shoot it. So on the first one. They, Biden said shoot it down right away, and his military advisors said we don't want to shoot it down while its landing could hurt civilians. So they basically waited it. for it to get over the ocean. Said okay, fair game. You can't let it go across the whole country though. And again, you got to look at it from every aspect, right? I mean, even if we're just looking at this from a security aspect, is it really a good idea to let this Chinese balloon go across the country? Probably not. Um, you know, I agree with the you got to shoot it down in a safe space, but at the same time, you you got to shoot it down. And this is one of those things where I think it's a it's a it's a not quite a lose lose 
because again, I think if you shoot them down as soon as you as soon as they enter American airspace, you don't necessarily have as much of a pushback from every, anybody. Um, you know, I get the argument that you got to wait till it gets over someplace safe. I've even made that argument, but that argument comes into play once you let it get like like listen over Alaska. Like the right, chances sure. of that's you a, hitting that's the second one though. Well, but the first one went over Alaska as well, sure. went through Canada and Alaska and Nebraska, right. and then but it made it all the way out to South Carolina. Like, look, it, you could have shot it down in fucking Nebraska, right? The chances of it hitting somebody, right? That the fact that it was going to land in Omaha, like where the <laughs> fuck else are there people in Nebraska? Come on, <laughs> I, you know what? I know what you're saying. I just can also see from a president's standpoint. I mean, if you shoot the thing down and it bursts into flames, I mean, they said it was the size of three buses. Who knows what it can take? I, I agree. And, and that's that's smart. But at the same time, like, okay, Alaska's pretty fucking big. It's really big. And, probably and a probably, good idea to and, figure and, that out in a very short amount of time. And, and there may be intercept. Maybe you shoot it down at 40,000 feet, and then you've got an intercept team that's, you know, shooting more at well, 20,000. Well, then you may need to call Tom Cruise for that because he would have jumped out of a plane and just grabbed it himself, and there would have been a whole thing. But I don't know which movie that would be. Mission Impossible. Okay. Okay. Um, but I've seen I, now which them. I've seen five I'm, out I of the gar- seven. I was, I'm, oh, really? Only five of seven? Uh, that yeah, because that should be right up your alley. Yeah, it's hard. To, like I like to see movies like that in the theater, and it's just so hard for me ah, to get to the okay. theater anymore. But um, anyway, so so that was the one uh, house move. Was they wrote a stern letter, and then the other one was they formed the Hunter Biden committee. And I don't think we need to get into this into any detail. Now. Fine, form the committee. Exactly. Go investigate oh, it. Fucking do rip it. Rip his computer rip apart it. and whatever. Ask I don't care. You know, I mean, because hey, look, if there's something in there where you can think you can prove that Biden is hiding money, stealing, taking money, okay, fine. I, I honestly don't care. It doesn't seem like a smart move because even if you're able to pin something on Biden and you're able to get him impeached and you're able to get him out of office and all you're doing is moving Kamala Harris into the White House, which then what the fuck are you going to do? Because you're not going to have enough time to get her because frankly, she hasn't done anything, right? You know, like since... Any literals. <laughs> right, like in a, in a literal sense. And someone on Twitter was like, Kamala Harris, you guys are attacking her because she is a black woman. Let me tell you all the things she's done. And they go on the list, like, she spoke out against this. She went to this place, and she went to this conference and said this. She went here and did this. One, none of it was at the border, right, which she was tasked at the beginning of the administration to be the border person that was going to come through and fix immigration and everything else. She's done nothing there, hasn't even been there. And I'm sorry, but Kamal Harris going and, and issuing stern statements or statements about how we care about everybody doesn't do anything. No one gives a shit, right? The seven people that hear it that may be impacted by the thing that she's talking about, but not necessarily what she's talking about, I'm sure we'll give her all the kudos in the world, right? But she's also the vice president. There's there's only so much impact that she can have. But I'm sorry, going through and listing all of her accomplishments as a bunch of things, statements, she's, statements that she's made on issues that she, you know, as a, anyone in politics should make, I'm not going to give her a ton of credit for it. You know, and it's not because she's a woman or because she's a black woman. I, I don't care. Right. right? And, and vice presidents in general aren't all that impactful. Right. Like, so that, that's not necessarily a criticism of her, but that's just what the position is. Watch Veep. <laughs> uh, so that's a great idea, no matter what. Watch yeah, Veep. Just watch Veep. But, I mean, <laughs> and Veep isn't reality, but not, well, all right, well, no, it's far too serious to right, be reality. Exactly. But the point is, um, like, that's what they're looking at, right? I mean, like, in reality is you're probably not going to be able to find anything to impeach Biden on Joe Biden. 
if you do, this isn't even about impeaching Biden though. No, it's about it's stirring not. shit it's up. It's just that's exactly just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yes. that's all. It's just bullshit, and it's easy. Um, and they can they can exact their revenge because there was a the whole Russia investigation and the Ukraine investigation. This is their way to exact their revenge yep. on Democrats yep. because of what happened with Trump. And all right, fine. Now I remember distinctly saying. When all that shit was going down, like, you better pin Trump's ass to the wall with this Russia shit, because if you don't, you have created a fucking monster. And sure enough, here we are, right? Like, they, like that Russia, there was so much, there are people on there with Twitter accounts still with Mueller, you know, Mueller's, Mueller, yeah. Mueller is coming, and Mueller, she wrote, and all these other things. Like, they had so much faith in what Robert Mueller was going to do, and how he was going to bring the hammer down. And it ends up being a giant floppy dick, right? It's just a not even a giant I'm, floppy right, dick. It's just a little floppy. micro floppy dick, right? It was it was nothing. The right? size of the floppy dick being uh, oh, it matters, right? Because like, if you got a big floppy dick, then it's just like all right. If we can get this thing higher, I cannot then let's believe work I, I cannot believe I opened this door. But for a you. small floppy dick, <laughs> I cannot well, believe I opened. What are you going to do? I can't that? believe I opened this door for you. Oh. Dick talk by you Steve. Did. Uh, I did. I, I did. We uh, talking dicks. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, you know, Hunter Biden, go go nuts, guys. Yeah. Uh, we'll see where it goes. I think what we're going to find out um, is what we already knew, that he's an addict, that he makes terrible decisions, he makes bad decisions with money. You might be able he to get... He makes bad him, decisions with his dick. Right, with his dick, with his money, with drugs, with everything. Uh, you might be able to get him on some sort of tax fraud, tax ta- money laundering, something along those lines. I doubt you'll be able to connect him to Joe Biden and they'll make a big stink of it. It won't go anywhere. They'll say a bunch of stuff. Be Maybe great. he gets indicted, uh, Hunter Biden, and then it's just like, oh, look, you know, Joe Biden's pardon. son, or, no, indicted. No, no, and then Joe Biden can pardon him. Can, and who knows, maybe Joe Biden's just like, look, I, I need my son to be in prison for a while anyway. He's just nothing but a pain in my ass, and who knows? I, I don't know. I would doubt that. All right, we've gone, we're going to run late, but we got to talk about some sports stuff, because mm-hmm. this is, oh, I, I, yeah. I want to talk about three tons of cocaine being found in the sea. No, you just want to you want to make a joke about a cocaine animal. So I do want to make a joke. Make, about cocaine make your cocaine. There's, there's, well, no, no. The joke, joke. The joke is not a cocaine animal joke. There is a movie called Cocaine Bear, which is based on a story about cocaine getting thrown out of a a, a, a drug plane and a bear eating it and dying from it. And they made this movie about a, a bear crazed with cocaine. Well, no, it's a true story, by the way. That, the, like, the bear ate and died. Yeah, like the, I mean, the bear ate the ate the cocaine. Apparently, had a, a heart attack. I'm sure. Yeah, like had a, had a, had a had a heart attack and died. Maybe kind of went a little crazy for a brief period of time. I'm but sure, it did. Heart stopped pretty it, quickly. It and didn't. It did, did go on a cocaine right. It rampage. Did not do that. It did not do that. Uh, but you know, the thought process uh, or the the concept of the movie seems. Entertaining. I, I won't I, go to a theater for it, but I'm no, going to watch it if it comes no, I'm on. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll stream it at some point. But anyway, follow-up story. Three tons of cocaine, this massive block of cocaine, which three tons is 6,000 pounds. That is more than your truck, more than my truck. I mean, it's that much in cocaine. So the yeah. space it takes up is massive. And they put the headline on Cocaine Shark. Now, <laughs> if you don't know my irrational fear of sharks from listening to the show... It's a real thing. I will argue that your fear of sharks is not irrational. Because if you have to, de- if you are in a situation where it's you versus a shark, you are not going to make it. Oh, so I, I, that. I fully agree. I think that your like well, fear, no, like listen, because I, I don't fuck around. I don't fuck around it. in the ocean. Like I'll go, I'll go like balls deep in the that's ocean. About, that's about where I. Can that's cut like I'll go like I'll my go waist. When, I'll go to where like the water is like gently. Rubbing up against my sack, 
and that that's about as far in as I go, right? Because then, like, is the right about there? Like, you, you don't have great visibility, but then I also have enough where, like, if I see or hear something, I can get out of there, right? It's not, and it's too shallow for a shark to just swim around without you noticing. So that's about as far as I go. Let, so let, I, I let, let, let's see if you still think that I'm not irrational because I'm reading the story about cocaine shark. I'm reading the story and I'm scrolling down and it shows a boat collecting these massive bricks of cocaine with a shamrock on them, oddly. And someone fucking photoshopped... Like Day is coming up. So, so that, that must be it. Uh, someone photoshopped... <laughs> That's a, probably what it is. Like, someone, think about what some, it's coming. Somebody photoshopped a great white jumping out of the ocean to jump on top of the cocaine. And when I scrolled into it, I, I actually... Okay. Well, that's. I mean, I are you are you are you? Would you be nervous I, about being I, out in I, Lake I, Erie? I, when I'm in Lake Erie, sharks are on my mind. Okay, I know they're not okay. there. So that's where I know that's that, where I, we get a little irrational. I know they're not there, but yet all I'm thinking about is shark, shark, shark. Okay. Moving on, the NBA had a. I think we should talk about who didn't get traded in the NBA to save time. Well, I mean, yeah, Kyrie Irving who got traded. He demanded a trade, and I think the. Brooklyn Nets were happy to punt him right to Dallas. They, like, they wasted nothing. They're like, oh, you want to All right, fine, bye. bye. Uh, they traded him to Dallas. Um, Kevin Durant also got traded. Correct. Uh, Russell Westbrook also got traded. Uh, I forget who where Durant went. Uh, Phoenix. Oh, right, right, right. Durant went to Phoenix. Um, and I saw this is all happening, and, and it's got too much shit going on to really dig into it. Um, you know, and, and look, I mean, so the Nets basically break up their team. Uh, or break yeah, up their no, team, yeah. which is which is you know good for the Cavs. Uh, you know, I, the trade with Kyrie, I think they were just tired of dealing with his shit. Um, you know, between his comments and I, he can definitely be a diva from his you know our time sure. with him here in Cleveland. Uh, you know, great player, but the baggage that comes with him in terms of just like what he's going to say in the media and all that other stuff, like it gets tiresome, and I get it. Uh, it was probably the right move because was this team going to really challenge for a title? I don't know. Like, can you keep everybody healthy enough? And are, are, are they, you know, can they play together long enough through the playoffs to really get it done? I don't know. And we're not going to find out. Did you hear the rumor that the owner of the Nets said he can go anywhere except to the Lakers? I did hear that. And I don't. I, I, I think that I just would, shows how owners don't like LeBron. Unless they no, got him on their team. No, that was more like, that was a more of a, like, you're not going to go to the Lakers get back with LeBron, reinvigorate that team, although I don't... Yeah, it's yeah, still early. Nets versus Lakers. Not like they're in the same... No, conference. but no, it was, it was. it's not about that. It's you're not going to go there, play with LeBron, who you have a rapport with, have success, and no. Now, they did send him to Dallas, where he's playing with Luka and everything else, yeah. so man, I don't think that was... I, 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 I don't think it was... Again, I don't think it had anything to do with LeBron, to be well, honest. Well, the, the, the source that I got the story from, my Uber driver... Okay. We we talked about it on my ride uh, the other day, and I wonder if it is because I think LeBron has shown the owners. Nah, that's, that... I think you're trying to make something out of nothing. I right. I, I, I don't think. Right. I, I, look, are there? Yes, their owners are very wealthy people. They're very egotistical, and they've got their whatever. I really think that was more of a screw you, go to Dallas, right? Like I mean, Dallas. Like now they've got Luca, yeah, and Luca's really a, good. He is amazingly good. But I still, even with Kyrie, don't think that they're going to challenge. 
Um, you know, if Golden State can get healthy, I don't think they Which challenge they in out of the Wiz. Right. Um, and honestly, the teams in the East are really <laughs> strong. And while now Phoenix is actually a formidable team. Yeah. But I, so, one, one last thing, we've got to give a congrats to LeBron. So LeBron breaks the all-time scoring record. Um, Kareem shows up at the game. Uh, you know, it was he broke the record as a Laker. And you just gotta say congrats to the guy. I mean, it's 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 Look, weird. LeBron like LeBron is one of just like you know, I think Jordan is the GOAT. Jordan is the greatest of all time because like I know other people scored. Let's let's, uh, let's like, do this argument every day because I'm gonna disagree with you. Right. I mean, but he just he just is, right? Um, you look at what the like what Jordan did offensively, defensively, getting that team to championships, winning so many in a row. Yeah, he had Pippen or whatever, and it was a different time. You were able to keep the teams together, and that was easier. But still, like back to back to back. Then he takes a break. Then he comes back, back to back to back again. Um, and you know, a lot of it was on him. That like there were very few games where Jordan didn't have a massive impact. And you just look what he did on defense and and what he did with scoring titles and slam dunk contests and everything else in the Olympics. Um, and LeBron is fucking great, right? Like, I mean, he, it's one A and one B. Uh, I think the issue with LeBron is the number of teams that he's gone to. He hasn't gone to as many championships. Um, you know, he's, he, no, he's gone to more. Or, he I'm sorry, he many. hasn't. He hasn't won as many as many championships. Um, his efficiency rate in those is, you know, like Jordan is six uh-huh. out of six, where you know LeBron like lost a couple, and you know the argument is Jordan doesn't lose those, and I hard to argue with that. But fact. Other than, right? You know, yeah, we, I mean, we, I'm just, we could I, do this look, for an hour. You, which... you could, but I just I, like I've. I'm at a point where I don't even like to argue about it. I don't understand. I get the point. It's sports and blah, 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 blah. I mean, to me, it seems pretty clear it's it's Jordan, but I think LeBron is the – like, we haven't seen anything like LeBron in terms of just his overall – like, everything from the way that he's built, the way that he plays, his effectiveness. Like, is his three-point shot the best all the time? No, but the dude makes a whole fuck ton of threes, and he can dominate inside in the middle – uh, yeah, he flops and whines. I don't care. I don't know. Like the funny thing is, the people who complain about LeBron flopping and whining are the whiniest people on the fucking planet, <laughs> and couldn't take a punch to save their life, and couldn't, you know, couldn't it, handle run to a basket, get their legs right. taken out, crash to the ground while throwing a ball. Right. In the I air. mean, if you bumped them on a basketball court, they, they would literally crumple and fall. So shut up. Um, but I, I just like and LeBron's just a unique figure all the way around. Like, and he. Where he's different than Jordan is that he's willing to speak out about certain things in the media. Um, he has taken that, like, like, and people hate LeBron because of his constant need to go and gobble up other businesses and turn it into, you know, part of LeBron Inc. and everything else. And I'm just like, look, you can't put out a, a 30 for 30 called Broke talking about professional athletes going broke, constantly ridiculing professional athletes for going bankrupt. And then when a guy says, all right, I'm going to do a complete 180, I will never be broke, I promise you that, then get mad at him. Right? Like, it makes no fucking sense. Right? Well, you didn't do it the way we wanted you to do it. You can't just, you can't just be this rich nigger running around with all that money and telling us stuff about stuff. She's like... Why can't you just go broke like Leon Searcy did, or or why can't you just why can't you just be like Jerry? Right? Like, shut the fuck up. Or Bernie Kosar, but right, or, or, or any of those guys. Like, but, I, but but you're kind of pushing towards the point I was making before that the owners are among the guys that say this guy is becoming bigger than the game. This guy is becoming, uh, you know, much more than the game. No, and I, say, I, you know how much money he's making them. 
What's that? You know how much money he's making them? LeBron the himself. The the league. Oh yeah, I, I, LeBron. Yeah, well, LeBron I, I, is I'm a billionaire, aware. and we know that I'm, I'm like aware. that is only a fraction of the money that's made because of him, his name, and everything that is his brand, right? Like all I, these guys profit on it. I understand. All right, I, because we're running long, and because of the Super Bowl this weekend, I think this would be a good uh, a good uh, discussion for another time, and it's not going anywhere. But the Super Bowl is this weekend, and uh, we got to make a pick. I'll go first or throw to you. Go ahead. I think the Eagles win pretty comfortably. I think they win by 10 points. You are crazy. Well, Um, what happened last time you called me crazy? I think you probably proved that you were crazy. I don't think so. What are you talking about? I don't remember. There was, anyway, there there was definitely been times in the past where you've said that, and then. (laughs) There was definitely a time or two where you were wrong. (laughs) Okay. Right, I mean, that's, sure. No, that's my prediction. Is I think it's going to be no, that's fine. a ten point I, game. I I don't. I mean, I think. Listen, like Kansas City, like you know, everyone's like, oh, Mahomes' ankle. I don't think the ankle was as bad as it was initially purported to be. He played just fine in the AFC Championship game. Like, yeah, he was a little bit limited, mobile, like with his mobility. But ultimately, his mobility is what wins them that game. Um, he's had two weeks to get healthier. Um, you know, they're yeah, getting, I'm not counting Mahomes out. They're getting some pieces back. Um, no one can figure out how to cover Travis Kelsey, which is fucking remarkable how that guy is just wide open all the time. Like, how you don't say, you, wherever he, if he takes a shit, you need to be handing him toilet paper, right? Like, that's, I, I don't know how you know that's what, not I, the assignment, I, 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 but. I understand, I, now, here's but it's not easy to do. Right? When you watch him, though, you see why he gets open, because he, know, like, he's not running a route. What he does is, he's got his general route that he's supposed to run, and then whatever the defender does that is going to allow him to get open, like he's just like, oh, you're going to go hard right? Cool. I'm just going to go to the left. And Mahomes, head always up, always looking downfield, is like, oh, look, there's Travis. I'm gonna, let me just go get, get, give it to Travis. And which is just fucking unbelievable. And it's yeah. amazing that more, but that's why Travis Kelsey is already a Hall of Famer. I mean, um, it's so tough to do, though, because you're talking about a tight end who does a fair bit of blocking. So one minute yeah, blocking. he's blocking. He's a good blocker, effective blocker, knows how to knows how to set it up so that it, you know he could break out into a route. Right. He goes to open spaces, and then once he has the ball in his hand, dude's fucking crazy with the ball in his yeah. hand. It's amazing. Like, you're just oh, like, yeah. why can't that safety catch him? And they can't. Or he's just like, all right, fine, I'll just run you over. Or I'll juke you. Or I'll just, you know, just yeah. extend the ball and I'll get there. But... Um, and I think with that, with the way that they changed the game, they've got a little bit more of a running game with Pacheco and McKinnon. Um, and again, Andy Reid's got two weeks to figure this out. Uh, I, I just, I think the game ends up being close, uh, and I think that the Chiefs end up winning it. Uh, and here's the reason why: I think that Jay, the issue is going to be Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. I think that you know, with what he came through, with transferring from Alabama, going to Oklahoma, dealing with that sort of, and that was right. adversity, right? Because basically they're saying you're not good enough. Two was better. He goes to Oklahoma, has a good year there. Then goes to Philly, has some rough times, uh, but really explodes on the scene this year. But the reality is, this is the Super Bowl. Like, and yes, you played in national championship games, but you haven't played in the Super Bowl. And you remember when Cam Newton played in that Super Bowl against Denver? Like, the first pass he threw might as well landed on Mars. It was so... I don't remember that specifically. High and, like, high and wide because he was so amped up. And Jalen Hurts is a cool, cool cucumber, but I think that this game is so big, right? Like, very few people go in their first go-around, especially when you're going up against somebody like Kansas City that's been there. 
um, and they perform at a, at a maximum level. And I think that you're you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes, who's got experience in this. He's been to three Super Bowls, I believe, already. This will be his third. Or yeah, he's been to two. He's won one. Um, and I, I just. As good as Philadelphia is, I think that it's a logical choice, but I think once you tie in emotions and all those other aspects, I think this is a game where Kansas City is going to have an opportunity to get out ahead. Um, the Eagles are going to fight back, and I think ultimately Kansas City is able to pull it off late. Um, and I, I'm okay with it because I, I like both these teams. You have the unique fact that this is the first time we've seen two black Super Bowls in a quarterback. Or two, <laughs> two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. That would be more accurate. Um, and people go, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes isn't black. Like, mm, yeah, he is. Like, his dad is very black, and his mom is white. And he may, I guess, associate more, like, people may associate him more with white people because of the way he talks, like Kermit the Frog, or whatever. <laughs> or green people. But at the end of the day, like, he, he's African-American, right? Like, right. So it is what it is. And um, you've, got, you've got two of them in the Super Bowl. That's a, that's a, isn't Colin Kaepernick? Also half white. Yes, but I don't think. He oh, maybe it was maybe he was just raised. In, anyway, I didn't want to say like no one ever questioned his. Well, I mean, I think he's he. I think he I mean, is. Kaepernick, he's, is, Kaepernick is biracial, um, but when Kaepernick played in the Super Bowl, he was playing against. Uh, I'm not saying he was playing against Joe Flacco. Yeah, but who's not black? But I'm just saying like. No one ever questioned oh, is Kaepernick oh, black. Yes, yes, well, right. okay, then right. You better yes, st- exactly. stick around, folks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the the broader point is that you've got two black quarterbacks uh, playing in the Super Bowl. The reason that matters is because there was a time where black quarterbacks weren't like it wasn't that they weren't allowed. Well, well they, they weren't, weren't given well, a chance. There was a time when the league was segregated, but they were not given a chance because of their race. Um, you know, they were thought to be too sure. Stupid. They were thought that they didn't have the skill set to play it. Now we've found out, like, if you give them a chance and you actually coach them up to the to their skill set, they could be really good just like everybody else. So this is a good moment for the NFL, um, and I think we'll see a great game. Uh, but like I said, I think Kansas City comes out on top. All right. I'd love to talk more, but we got to wrap this up. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter, and we are done. Thank you. Thank you.